This is On the Way Out, where when you have a short amount of time, you say the most important things. I'm Brandi Truesdale. And I am Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about how the gospel changes us. Yes, ma'am. And what's our mission, Sarah? So we are here to empower women by sharing biblical truths as it relates to the world today. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, we're back. So, because of all the weird intro stuff that we've been having, I we try to record the intro first, stop, and then do the episode. We'll yes. see if that works. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hi. Uh, I'll find out when I go to edit the episode. That's right. So, we were just like, we have a lot of topics to discuss, and so many of them are so meaty. Yeah. And we thought maybe a little, I wouldn't say lighthearted, but just a little yeah. less dense episode oh actually this was sarah's idea and i loved it yeah a uh, little less dense episode we're going to talk about our i guess we're going to share our testimonies share what the gospel is how the gospel changes people why it's important hey emma's just staring at me you know so probably hear her she my bud breathing i would guess um all right so we are talking about how the gospel has changed us um so what is the gospel? I guess let's start off with what is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gospel is that Jesus Christ came to the earth to live a life that we could not live, and he died on a cross. And the wrath of God was poured onto him on that cross. And he calls us to repent of our sin, which is to turn away, and to believe in him as Savior. And now... When we repent and believe, he gives us his righteousness so that when God looks at us, he sees not our sin, but Jesus's righteousness. So. Perfect. That's what I have. That's what I have. Jesus died in our place. He died because we deserved (coughs) his death. Yeah. So. You are kind. Too kind. Yeah. (laughs) ridiculously kind do you hear something i don't know There's what that another is <laughs> hold on i think we're just picking up noises in the building yeah i think so too there was nothing it sounded like a plane it does well that's the second time that that's happened so that's why brady and i are like like, bracing for nuclear war (laughs) we don't have our children with us right we talked about like that's what what is it i think it's gotta be i think it's like a mop bucket yeah i think so too i think the janitor's rolling the mop bucket up and down the hallway yeah we're fine we are working (laughs) in the future to get a uh soundproof yeah that's what i was soundproof studio yeah and then we won't have so much noise except for emma we just can't yeah emma will we have to live be with emma. here for a little bit <laughs> she'll be here with us for a little bit you well, probably... and then it will be sarah's next baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we'll be baby number five just kidding maybe Who knows? no not kidding not kidding all right so do you want to start off and like just talk about Mine? how you came to know the lord yeah sure why not <laughs> uh, it's such a like i feel like my um someone explained testimonies one time or I guess not testimony, like like your come to Jesus story. I don't know how you want to rephrase it. Yeah. Um, that some people, it's like this turning moment. It's like this sudden 
like it's very definable mm. like when they came to know the lord and then some mm-hmm. people it's almost like grass growing through a pavement yeah like it's like a more drawn out process right. or yeah. whatever yeah it's and true. um i would say my my testimony is more like grass growing through pavement interesting okay. um so i've mentioned many times that i didn't grow up in church but what i mean by that is i didn't have like a church of my own my parents were not members of a church yeah. ever um but both of my grandmothers were church members my grandfather was a deacon mm-hmm. of a baptist church yeah. when i was very young and so basically a lot of weekends for a long time in my life i would sp- i think it's piano someone's playing the piano yeah i wonder if you can hear it through the i don't know if you can you're welcome <laughs> okay i guess well oh well this yeah. is just the way it's going to be it's this just week how it is right now um Sometimes I think you can hear stuff because we can hear it, and then yeah, I go and to then, listen, and it's not there. Yeah, so you might true. just hear us talking about something that, <laughs> that you can't, can't hear, hear at all. <laughs> so anyway, um, you can't always hear Emma, though. Yes, you can always hear her. Her little but breathing. But you're welcome. In the because baby breath is cute. Is the cutest. Um, anyway, so I did attend <coughs> church. I didn't grow up in church, but I attended church with different people. Mm. When I was young, it was my grandma's. I spent the night with a grandmother every weekend of my whole childhood, which I loved. Yeah. And kind of wanted the same things for my kids because it was such a fun thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so I would always go to church with them. One of them was a Baptist, like a Southern Baptist, which is what I am now. (laughs) And one of them was a Pentecostal. (laughs) Those are two very different experiences. And... But it's funny. Okay, well, I'll get into the story, and that will be why it's funny. Um, <clears throat> so, I knew some stories of the Bible. You know, I had a Bible. I, like, prayed. And I went to a Christian daycare. Mm. Um, so, like, it wasn't like God was completely absent from my life. Yeah. But I was never in a position as a young child to, like, be saved, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I know who God is, but I was never saved because I was just like mm. I was never invited to be. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, it's like no one ever like presented the gospel right to you and was like, "Here's yeah. how you right. are saved." Interesting. Right. Okay. So it was probably in um, the baby is leaving. The baby is out of the building. <laughs> oh, there's a shoe missing. It's okay. I got it. Shoes are out. <laughs> Um, it's warm in this church. Oh, where are we in? Where are we? We're not at church. We're in a room somewhere. Um, <coughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say where we are. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. It's fine. Um, anyway, so I okay. It was probably about middle school, high school, either like maybe ninth grade when I started like attending church with my friends and that was like youth group experience. So it was a totally different experience from going to church, like with your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this thing called chrysalis and it was this three day weekend experience where you go, there's no clocks, there's no phones mm. and you sleep in like cabins or like whatever in bunk beds with it's all girls like where they have yeah. all, all boy retreat and they have an all girl retreat cool um like the whole campground is all girls or, or all boys or yeah. whatever 
So I had a friend who went, she was like my best friend for a very long time. And she, in order to go to Chrysalis, you have to be invited by someone who's already been through it. Oh, that's cool. And the idea behind Chrysalis is that you have a new life. You merge a butterfly. Mm. Um, and it's a series. It's kind of a, it's kind of intense. Like it's a series of like three to four lessons a day for three days, mm. um, <clears throat> where you just like hammer down with like different things. And a, a lot of the lessons, some of them are taught by adults, and a lot of them are taught by other people who've gone through Chrysalis. Interesting. So I would say that that was when I got saved, was that weekend. Mm. Um, at least that was definitely when I was like, I really want this. Yeah. I really, really want to be a Christian. Yeah. Um, and at the time that I went through this experience, I had a boyfriend back home, mm-hmm. and it was just not a good relationship Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and as soon as I left Chrysalis, I knew that, and I knew that, like, I was sinful and that relationship was wrong and I didn't want to be a part of it. And I went home and I broke up with my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, boy, bye. Um, well, I think I tried not to, but yeah. it was like the relationship had been built on sin. Yeah. And not, and I didn't want to be a part of that life anymore. Yeah. Um, and from that moment, it was just like this progression <clears throat> of. And you know what? Still to this day, Jake, and I don't know, maybe you might say something about this, because Jake said that this was probably, like, I should probably do something about it. (laughs) Um, I do not remember being saved or Mm -hmm. asking the Lord into my heart or anything like that. I don't remember that pivotal moment. Yeah. Like, I guess I remember doing it privately. I remember praying and saying, like, I want to be a Christian. I want to, you know, I want whatever this is. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I never prayed with anyone or did anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. Jake was like, maybe you should. You have, no, like there's <laughs> nothing in scripture that says like okay. you have to say a prayer or you're not saved. I mean, there's like, nothing I was in scripture. Like, I asked God to be. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think. Yeah, repent and believe. Yeah, like, that's the gospel. Well, and I, it and sounds I did like that. you did. So, yes, I did yeah. that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, so that was like my freshman year of high school, <clears throat> sophomore year, and then. Then I got my license, and I started going to this thing called chapel. We called it chapel. So we there in our like little town, there was this tiny little church. It was literally like a room, like a third of the size of the room me and Sarah were sitting in. Mm-hmm. It had two pews wow. on the sides of the wall, and then like a, I don't oh, yeah. know, like a, a podium in the middle. Mm. And it was literally just our friends that would go to this chapel, and mm-hmm. we would bring a guitar, and we would just, like, worship. And one of our friends, who was older at the time, he was probably 26, 27, older than all of us, mm-hmm. high schoolers. It was one of our friend's brothers. Okay. Um, and he would, like, give a sermon. And we would do this. It started out, like, every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, like, we were, like, addicted mm-hmm. to, like worshiping and like learning about the lord so then we started doing it like three or four nights a week that's cool and um it was such a it was like a very i don't know whether like very growing um Mm. stage of life for me yeah like is when i grew the most was like through that community and through chapel um and where i learned that i love to sing and that i was really interested in that So, but that what only lasted. Oh, and this was this is kind of just like a 
never mind i'm not gonna talk okay so so that was um that lasted probably like a year and a half and then it was time for me to go to college Mm -hmm. and i had my heart set on only one college and it was two hours away and i got accepted and i went when i turned 18 i moved to that i moved to boone i'll I'll say i went to appalachian and i never came home again yeah (laughs) um and i when i when I was about to leave to go to school, someone that, excuse me, had already been a part, of, been in Boone, who had also been friends with all the people that I was friends with at chapel, um, she reached out to me and she said, you need to go to this campus ministry called New Life. It's going to be, like, it's just right up your alley. That's where you need to be. And I had never heard of it before. I didn't know anyone there. And when I went to Boone, I knew two people mm-hmm. that I went to high school with that were a year older than me. So they had been in Boone for one year. And they went to Campus Crusade. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to college immediately, I was like, I'm going to go to Campus Crusade with them. Yeah. And it was just like, it was not me. It was like a dead on arrival kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting at lunch with my two friends and they had friends that also went to campus crusade. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember their names. And I was like, I think I'm going to try new life this week. Like, would anyone want to go with me? And one of them was like, I would never go there. That's the people that like swings the flags and they dance around in the front. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually was not my first experience there was no dancing or swinging the right. flags anyway so i went to new life by myself which was like a big deal for me if you know me or if you knew me back then like i didn't like to i was not as a uh, strong-willed as i am today and like not interested in doing things alone mm-hmm. um but i really felt like i needed to give it a try and the first night um it was i don't know it, i don't know how to explain it you just like have those experiences where you're like does this is where i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. like this is it so it was that was like the experience i had and i went there for like a couple of months and like within three months was asked to join the worship team mm-hmm. and so i joined the worship team at new life and had just like again like more and more growth more and more like i want more and from the moment that like i knew that i wanted to be a christian i've always been and i still am like i'm i've always been like i want more i want to know more i want to be more i want to do more Mm -hmm. like that's always been my once i turned i never turned back yeah like i never went wanted my old life ever again and i think that's awesome (laughs) like yeah i mean i think I knew I knew what I had, and I didn't want to get rid of it. Yeah, um, and I knew it was better than the life that I could have without mm. the gospel. Um, so I was on the worship team, then I was on the leadership team, mm. and I met all of my best friends there. And it was the summer of my junior year of college. Oh, I'm gonna preface this right before the summer of my junior year of college. A really tall redhead walked in the door of new life with long red hair and a big red beard and i was like i'm going to marry that man (laughs) and then we all left for summer and i went to i was on a mission trip i my one of my friends who had just graduated had gone to hatteras island in north carolina where they were doing a mission for all the kids because a lot of the kids on hatteras island just like 
it's a, it's an island mm-hmm. and um there's not a lot of it's one of the places where there's not a lot of churches yeah and a lot of the kids just get into doing bad stuff because there's not much to do yeah and so they opened a skate park because all That's the cool. kids on the island they want to surf and they want to skate yeah um so they opened a skate park and they started a ministry and so like every summer like college kids would come and they'd hang out with these middle school and high schoolers and disciple them um and so that's what I did for three months. And it was like literally the most life changing, like being poured into for years and then suddenly then getting to pour into other kids. That's, I mean, it's kind of like how you, what you experience as a mom. It was like very mm-hmm. sanctifying to have to like pour into someone else. Yeah. Um, and. It was just, it was the best. Like, I did not want to leave. It was the, <laughs> the worst thing to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got back to school, w- in walks that same tall redhead mm-hmm. to new life, but this time with a haircut. Um, and, again, I was, like, going to marry him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there's something that our campus ministry did every year in October. It was called Beach Retreat. And we'd go to the beach for a week and just learn we'd have um, a sermon every day while we were there and mm-hmm. we would worship and then we'd just play on the beach with all of our friends cool. um it was such a cool thing mm-hmm. and jake went the, the tall redhead's name is jake <laughs> and we spent like every day together and when we came back i think this is a part of my testimony i don't know if, do you think this is yeah. okay I think so. <laughs> um when we came back the actually on the ride home i got a message on facebook and like it was really fun to hang out with you i want to hang out with you again and i was like oh my god he loves me <laughs> <laughs> it's happening we're gonna get married we did <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, yeah so that's awesome um and then yeah jake came into my life as my boyfriend or whatever i don't know that um I think this is a part of my testimony because Jake and I have such different lives. Mm. Um, Jake grew up in church. He had such a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. He was already such a solid Christian when I met him. Yeah. And um, I, I like I I was a Christian, but there was a lot there was a lot in that community that was like missing, or a lot in that community that I wouldn't necessarily believe today yeah um Mm. and jake uh gave me i don't know direct not enough direction is the right word but he was just solid yeah um he was just taught really well and he retained really well like what he was taught and like he asked me on a date and then the very next day he asked me on another date and on that second date he was like i just want you to know that i'm pursuing you and I'm not having sex until I get married, yeah, and um, cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna kiss you. And I yeah. want like I care like whatever. And then he dropped me off at my house, and he asked to pray for our relationship. <laughs> I mean, God like Stop. literally, like, what is happening? God knew. He just like <laughs> I need a Jake. I need yeah. a Jake. He's part of my story. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. I know the one where Brandy cries again. <laughs> again, I just but love I think, so much. Well, like you were saying, I think. God is so good yeah. to protect us. Yeah, like because I, 
like even in my story i can look and say like man there's probably there's probably some ditches i could have fallen yeah. in oh but, yeah like, there was a boy was, right before jake that yeah like <laughs> yeah like not good if if god had given me what i wanted at the time mm-hmm. i would not be who i am today no. and i know that a thousand percent oh i said Ooh, a, thousand. a thousand we're taking it higher <laughs> taking it up a notch. <laughs> um anyway so because it was so intentional because jake mm-hmm. was so intentional mm-hmm. and it was just it was it was god i mean it was yeah. god given that relationship um we were engaged three three months later <laughs> done um and I was just like, I told all of y'all I was going to marry him, and I did. Um, <laughs> You're like, I knew it. And, like, this is an important part of my testimony, but I don't I don't want to get into the details. But basically, a lot of people didn't support me and Jake because mm-hmm. they didn't know him, and they mm-hmm. thought we were moving too fast. Yeah. But I knew. Um, I knew I knew the, what the Lord wanted. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that bring, bringing that up, what I'm saying, is that, in a lot of ways, you're going to have to forget what your friends want. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. pray about it and yeah. discern mm. and That'll go there. Yeah. Um, because I'm not a lot friends with most of those people that didn't even like him. Or yeah. they, it's not that they didn't like him. They didn't know they him. Know. And they thought that it was too fast. Yeah. And now I'm married for almost nine years. And I have mm-hmm. two beautiful boys and, like, this really cool community. So, like... I think there are just, just some things that you just know, goodness like that, you know, that I listen mm-hmm. to the Lord and not my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we got married uh, seven months after we got engaged. So we knew each other 10 months. Yeah. Uh, like we had met before, but we really like knew each other for 10 months when yeah. we got married. But we spent every day with each other <clears throat> yeah. until we got married. And we immediately started... Um, leading worship together at a church mm. in our town and it was about a year and a half later we had our first son and the lord has just <clears throat> been so faithful to me and jake mm. and i don't know like i don't know what i'm trying to say and i'm also trying not to cry it's <laughs> <laughs> been like it's just been very faithful like mm. throughout yeah. our lives like us and just not knowing what we're doing or where we're going um we've like faced some hard um friendship losses in our marriage and like walk through health issues like through you know childbirth and things like that and (laughs) man (laughs) um anyway here we are um in like the best community of my whole life and in the best like church and the best everything i'm just like we're just very hashtag blessed hashtag blessed um (laughs) basically i think the message you could get from my um testimony or that like now that i say it all out loud Mm -hmm. is that and if you never stop pursuing the lord like he will be faithful to you and you will get things that you never thought like i do not deserve the life that i have and i can see that now and there was a time before when i thought that i deserved this or that or whatever yeah and i don't deserve any of it but i remain faithful i continue to pursue the lord i continue to turn and face him even when my friends faced another direction i've lost friendships Mm. because i chose the lord and he has he's blessed me because of it so the end the end that was long yeah good luck go ahead sarah (laughs) 
we can go over if we need to okay um yeah i think like you said it seems like there's some i i really didn't know this until like we moved back here to the south um but like i know that there are some pastors who say like it has to be a moment and if you can't point to a moment then it's not real which i think is just not true well that's Um, good like i think there are plenty of of people who i mean like like ethan for instance like he grew up in church like he could tell you yeah i never had an exact moment but i know like that over the years i became more and more sensitive to sin yeah the lord changed me yes like i know you know what i'm saying so um for me it was a big moment yeah like a very dramatic which i think is really cool i used to be jealous of that yeah which i think any salvation is a miracle yeah you know what i mean like some people are like i have a boring testimony i'm like i no i reject that i don't think there is jake says yeah like i don't (laughs) think there is a boring testimony the fact is like god is changing people and that's miraculous yeah so anyway um yeah so for me i uh grew up in church and um i have like a very specific memory of being in a christian school and we were at chapel Mm -hmm. and i had to be probably seven and uh this like charcoal (coughs) artist came in and he drew this charcoal picture of hell and i know that he gave a full gospel presentation but for whatever reason like that charcoal picture of hell just like captured me and i was just like terrified and just so scared of of hell and like i knew i didn't want to go there so i remember like asking wow jesus into my heart quote unquote Mm -hmm. um at that point and just saying like i just don't want to go to hell like yeah just being super scared so um i made a profession of faith at that point i even got baptized but like i know that my heart was not changed then um and so growing up I was very aware of my conviction of sin Mm. like i knew that if i had to face god i knew that i was not right with god Mm. um and so i lived under that conviction for a long time and i can't tell you the number of times like i quote unquote again gave my life to the lord Mm -hmm. i mean like over and over again just because i knew that i wasn't right with him yeah like i had i didn't have the freedom of uh knowing that i was forgiven like Mm. i still was under conviction um and that's something that like i wanted to feel free like i wanted the feeling that other people said that they had but like just never had it so i just like continued to give my life to the lord Mm. over and over again um and then like i would do something wrong and be like okay well it didn't stick that time so (laughs) i've got to do it again and so like i just like lived under that um yeah so i had i had like a a supernatural experience when i was seven years old all right i say seven i was young i'm not exactly Isn't sure that funny? we pick like this age i, I pick eight i always say like when i was like eight years old yeah, yeah for me it, did i cut out no i can no, hear myself now me. okay i'm too loud it's you. it was you I'm again screaming <laughs> the microphone's like whoa well let's back up everybody says i'm the loudest so person in the world <laughs> um anyway so yeah i had i had an experience at a young age um that like i can't explain Mm. and um and i think from that point on was like very interested in the supernatural and in like 
Well, and, you know, we believe in, in God. We know that there's Satan, there's Jesus. Yeah. And, and, again, like, growing up in church, you're taught all these things. And so you know that that's true. And yeah. on a certain on a certain level, We're you know that's true. We're not talked enough about it, probably. But yeah. 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 Um, so, anyway, oh. I had this experience. I was a pretty sensitive kid. Like, just kind of sensitive to other... Can I sidebar for a second? Yeah, yeah. The other day, Fox was like... I don't know. Someone said something about ghosts, and Fox went, "Ghosts aren't real." And I was like, well, "Yeah, they are." And he was like, "No, what? they're not." Like it scared him to oh, death. No. And I was like, "Little baby." I was like, "No, honey." I was like, "I don't. They're real." I said, "But you're protected by Jesus. His mommy lives in the house with you." And I said, yeah. "But oh man, I have I to said, tell you they're the story." Real. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you the story after we get off this podcast. But anyway, people might disagree that I told my six year old that. No, but. but I think you have to tell. No one told me, and I literally saw demons, and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, I don't, how do you tell your kids at a certain age, like, oh, no, this isn't real, only to be like, actually, it was real, exactly. I just didn't want to scare you. Like, right. So, I was like, why it is. I said, but you're yeah. protected. We have Jesus that protects us. I said, but they are real. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> okay. he was cool with that, though. Yeah. He oh, was like, no, awesome. after I told him he Jesus protected him, he yeah. was like, okay, cool. He was like, safe. <laughs> anyway, that was That's my awesome. sidebar. Um. Anyway. Where was I? You yeah. had this, yeah, like yeah, experience. So, anyway, just interested uh, in just the supernatural yeah. and ghost stories, especially in South Carolina. It's, like, very much a part of the culture. Like, so ghost much. stories is, like, very yeah. much a part of the culture. Because you have so much history mm-hmm. in places like Charleston. and mm, Yeah. There's, anyway, it's talked about it's a lot. True. Um, anyway. So, uh i grew up again just like under this conviction and really never knowing how to like get rid of it mm-hmm. um or to like ease that mm-hmm. conviction um and i would pray this prayer that i was told to pray and never experienced the freedom that it was supposed to give me and so i remember at a certain point uh being i'm pretty sure it was like seventh grade i just was like because at that point too i mean I don't even know how old seventh grade is, but I can remember 12, like 13. Yeah, like my friends starting to drink and stuff. And so wow. like I started drinking at like wow. twelve and thirteen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um and I was like, this is what I want. This is fun. I don't wanna like wow. be stuffy and you know, whatever. Stuffy. Stuffy. And so I can remember like very much so making a, a conscious decision in seventh grade, being like, you know what, I believe that god created the world i don't think he's really involved with it at this point wow um jeez i know and then being like i think that i'm just gonna like live my life the way i want to because i'm so tired of like having this conviction deconstruct but not (laughs) but like yeah so having like knowing i get what you're saying yeah knowing that i'm a sinner but not i think people consciously say this all the time yeah today yeah but like not knowing how to get rid of Mm -hmm. that conviction Mm -hmm. and so i just out of frustration i was like i'm done i think i'm just gonna go like live my life and then after college after i've experienced the world i'm gonna you know get serious about church again that's funny yeah so <laughs> when we think we can live oh, forever and yeah we have all the time right yeah like how yeah um i do not have that outlook anymore so now i'm like you're a sinner figure it out because you <laughs> might die tomorrow I know. yeah life is <laughs> definitely war. seems fleeting now can, can please go to heaven? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah anyway so um around that time i just like i said i kind of i don't know i guess maybe some of those guards that the lord had 
around me were kind of let down i guess Mm. like i think he i think the lord does give you over to your sin for a time oh yeah um and so yeah i was like drinking that's how he disciplines us yeah yeah drinking smoking like promiscuous like very early um and i know i know (laughs) and but like during that time too um yeah so that that was probably a year or two in that way and then when i was uh in eighth grade i think it was before i was in eighth grade i played with a ouija board um at a friend's house and i keeps yeah i think that opened me up to a lot of yes warfare like i'd already had that experience Mm -hmm. it was something i was very interested in like i was interested in peeking behind the curtain you know what i mean um i just got this like gnarly vision of like this alternate reality that's like right next to our reality like the demonic world that's just like very much so and they're just trying to tug on us when you give Mm -hmm. them that yeah opening and they reach through and right and the lord talks about this like the lord is very clear in deuteronomy that you're not to peek behind the curtain Mm -hmm. and it's not because he doesn't want you to have that knowledge it's really for your protection because like you can access things um so anyway so i had that experience and it really was from that point that i just experienced a lot of demonic oppression Mm. um and really i became a very very angry kid like super angry um super probably depressed like just in turmoil like emotional turmoil yeah um and that really lasted for at least a year if not more like two um that's sad at such a young age yeah i mean and that's a hard age anyway yeah (laughs) no joke like puberty just physiologically (laughs) even just like physiologically it's hard and then you just kind of add that on top of it and i was just like mentally and emotionally tortured i'm just feeling like you're not like all your normal friends yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like that a lot yeah and then um really Mm -hmm. like thoughts of self-harm like Mm -hmm. um I never really got into uh like cutting and stuff like that but i definitely related to that desire Mm -hmm. just because i felt so emotionally overwhelmed i didn't know how to like i just needed like a release of some sort um so anyway um sorry ethan just asked me a question about (laughs) the baby um yeah so for me my uh youth group at that time was going to uh romania on a mission trip and so yeah so my could you even do that anymore desire yeah that's the question um my desire like really was to like escape just like escape for a time um and like and in that time like i had insomnia i had like like my my mom has said a couple times that she would wake up in the middle of the night and just feel like she needed to come and pray for me wow. and she would come in my room and it would be like so hot in there that she like it was like almost she just couldn't breathe it was so hot and so she would like come and just pray in my room for a time wow. um and until it like cooled down and like the heat kind of went away so chills i know so anyway um yeah so my youth was going to romania 
I wanted to go to, like, escape my life, pretty yeah. much. Like, I had no desire, you know. I mean, I wasn't going to, like, witness to these kids, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, You're going to for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, the boy that I was, like, interested in and had been on and off again with was going. So, like, I wanted to go, you know, whatever. So, um, I remember, like, my mom asking me, like, why do you even want to go? And, you know just totally lying to her and being like oh to witness to these kids obviously (laughs) um yeah and so were you in a christian school still at this time i had gone to a a public school for two years okay and then halfway through my ninth grade year i went to a a private school okay so anyway i uh i think like at the height of it i have a memory of my dad sitting with with me and my siblings before we went to bed and he was reading scripture and being filled with hatred. Like, wow. I remember him saying the name of Jesus and my teeth were on edge. Oh, my gosh. And, like, my hands were clenched. And I can remember literally in my mind thinking, I hate that name. Like, I wanted him to stop saying it. Like, That's wild to It me. bothered me so much. You're, like, one of my, like, you are my most reverent friend. <laughs> Thank you. But, like, man, what a testimony to, like, wow. God changing me. Yes, but, no, for real. Um, That's hard for me to believe. I know, but, like, I hated it. And I reveled in my sin. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to do yeah. what's bad. Yeah. And I loved being able to do what was bad. And, like, I wanted yeah. to be rebellious. And like, I mean, I never did that, but I get that desire. Yeah. And, like, when the Bible talks about children of wrath, like, that, I think of myself, like, I was a wow. child of wrath. Like, I was so angry and you know hated Mm. anyway that was probably the height of it that was probably the worst of it was just like i remember him saying jesus and it just like oh like i just hated it It it's so weird but anyway um so i went and i don't know like i think getting perspective on my life and realizing how small i was Mm -hmm. in in the grand scheme of the world um the lord just was so good to me in that time uh and so gracious to me like i um i was with other believers who loved the lord and who were genuine and i could mm. see that their faith made them different yeah that they had peace and they had they were joy happy. yeah like they were happy people <laughs> legit that's what i desired too that was yeah. why i wanted to be that was i think that was the beginning of it for me was that i was like i want to be as happy as these people i know because like yeah and especially at that point, like, I was so miserable. Oh, yeah. Just and I was having person. a lot of, um, like, nightmares and, like, demonic yes. encounters, too. And I was like, I yeah. just want to be happy and, like, at peace like oh everyone gosh. else that yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And even when I did sleep, it wasn't, I wasn't sleeping well and mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, like, just mentally tortured, truly. So, um, yeah. So, so in that week, I, just observing these people, just, like, knew something was super different. And really just, like, came to the end of myself. Mm. Um, and I remember praying. I was, sit- like, it was the end of the night. We're kind of debriefing. And I was sitting there. And, like, I said out loud. I was, or not out loud, but, like, in my mind. I was like, God, I don't even know if you're real. But if you are, please help me. And please change my life. And when I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm crying I'm already. Cry. <laughs> I know. Like, don't uh, look at me. <laughs> This is like us on wor- in worship on Sunday mornings. I'm like, don't look at me, Brandy. I'm going to cry. Oh, no. So anyway, like I just, 
second corinthians talks about this like when the veil is removed and i'm telling you like the veil was removed (sighs) and i um, love it (laughs) and like god just oh it was like that weight that weight of sin and that weight (laughs) and like whatever demonic thing was happening to me like the lord just done and it was like (laughs) I just can't tell you, like, the freedom that I felt in that moment. Okay, we're fine. I wish, like, there was a video camera. I know. We're, like, literally weeping. Uh, God is so good. I know. He's so gracious. That's so cool. Uh, That's such a cool story, Sarah. I know. So, anyway, um, (laughs) I just was, like, like, Ezekiel talks about he takes our hearts of stone and he gives us a heart of flesh. And that in that moment, I am telling you, like, the presence of God was on me and like and I knew that I was saved and I had no guilt of sin and I felt shame for what I had done and like it was just like an immediate change that's um, cool that you what you just said yeah and there's like there's nothing that I did there's like I wasn't being good enough there were no rules that I was following God changed me like the Holy Spirit came into my heart and radically changed you just me. said like that you felt shame Mm-hmm. and i i've never thought about that but like like that's and i look back on it like when i did like decide that i wanted to be a christian yeah i dealt with like so much shame shame mm-hmm. that i'd never felt in my life mm-hmm. and like i wonder i mean i guess that's why it was like suddenly yeah. like, the lord was like yeah. because you, because you know you're shameful and now yeah. you know and now you, you know. can see it when before a holy god before like when you are before a holy god and you understand like i am before a holy god i know my sin and isaiah even talks about this like woe is me woe is me i'm a man of unclean lips yeah and the lord purifies him so like i think when we are before a holy god we see our shame and and we have conviction of sin and the lord just like changes that so yeah um if you like don't feel this good talking about god like you need to please talk to us about it yeah because you should cry <laughs> right like it is so humbling i mean it's humbling you feel like just so overwhelmed overwhelmed yes by how much he how loves good he and is how, how holy he is like i used to like i feel like the beginning of your christian walk or at least for me it was like very selfish like mm-hmm. the lord loves me the lord saved me yeah and now it's like i am unworthy yeah well i think you grow <laughs> so that for me i remember coming <clears throat> home i came home a different person yeah like radically different person um excuse me like yeah and i remember being there and thinking like I can remember, like, looking out over... We had walked up to this dam, and we were sitting on top of this dam, and I remember just seeing, like, the trees and being, like, these trees that I've never seen before, I didn't even know existed, there are millions of these all over the world that God created, and God knows every single one. And there's not, like, a needle that falls off this tree that he doesn't know. And just, like, being overwhelmed, again, by, like, my smallness (laughs) of who I am yeah, and in his creation, but yet... Like, he, he knows me, mm-hmm. but yet he cares for me. We're going to start again. There was <laughs> We're a... We're going to start crying again. At the beach retreat, but, that first... when I This was when I got baptized. I kind of mm-hmm. left that out of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this girl who ended up becoming my roommate and one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Her name is Brianna. She came up to me one night while we were, like, in worship, and she prayed over me. And she was, like... She told me... She read that verse to me, like, his eyes on the sparrow. Mm-hmm. And, like, he... like. And I was like, he sees me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
when the creator of the cosmos who holds it all together yeah like there's not a rogue molecule in the universe and he knows us and cares to know us and not only that his son humbled himself and came and died for us <clears throat> and he bore so I'm saying I'm like, deserving yes I am so Un- terrible yeah <laughs> well like, <laughs> yes but like in his goodness he loves us and he's patient with us and he's yeah. kind to us and now the Holy Spirit lives in us and and I have to tell myself this all the time because I think a lot of times in my mind I'm like I should be further along in my walk than I am does that make sense like yeah but- I, like I feel like I've been a Christian now for over 15 17 years yeah. i've been a christian and so i'm like man i i feel like i should be more sanctified than i am but like the holy spirit is living in me and is we're all again we're all in process i think that's a good humbling mindset to mm-hmm. have so that you never stop feeling yeah. like you shouldn't like you have were talking, be more yeah like you were talking about i was so hungry i was so hungry yeah. for for the word and i was so hungry i hope when i'm know. 80 if i'm yeah. still alive that yeah. i say like i could be more sanctified yeah right like i never stopped. like I've, I've never arrived I, yeah i have never, we never will no i've never been at the point where i'm like okay i've arrived now no. you know what i mean so but i think that's like a testament of how big god is too yeah like i could never know the depth of who god is like yeah. even in heaven i don't think i'm gonna know the depth of who god is like, I think I'll, I'll know more, but never mm. all of it. So, anyway, um, yeah, I came back home just a different person. And, like, I can remember being in my room and being, like, the God of the universe is my friend. <laughs> mm. And, like, just <clears throat> feeling that just personal. Like, he knows me and he sees me and he loves me. And he's not judging me and he's not mad at me. Yeah. Like, he loves me. Um, and just being overwhelmed by that. So it, like you said, I, you know, came back home, Dunzo with that guy. I was like, yeah. I have no <laughs> desire for this yeah. anymore. Um, like I, I want something else. I want something holy. Um, anyway. And so, uh, yeah, I was blessed with older women in my youth group who i just like i hung out with them all the time like that's cool we hung out all the time (laughs) um i really like i had some friends at school but like they were my they were my people yeah um and just learned a ton from them um and then i went to a bible college where i just got to learn so much and had friends who loved the lord and i just it was such a blessing and then when i got married um the Lord really used my husband to give me a love for theology and a love mm-hmm. for scripture. Um, like that man loves scripture. Yeah. And he, that has really rubbed off on me. Um, and I can just look back and just say like, God has been so faithful, just like ridiculously faithful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he died for me when I hated him, like I, <laughs> Got any more makeup today? I know, same. <laughs> I like. Oh, it's so good. I know. <laughs> anyway, we're funny. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying us. I know. Literally and so when crying. I when I look at something that just like rocks me now is talking about 
like the temple the holy of holies you know so like god is so holy as we've been talking about god is so holy that before christ came there was like an entire separate room of of the temple where people used to worship that you couldn't even enter there was a huge curtain between where people could come to the temple and where the presence of god resided Mm. huge veil and um like I think a priest had to go through like all of this cleansing on one day a year. He had to go through this cleansing. (laughs) They used to tie a rope around his waist and then he could enter. And a lot of times they would. So the the reason the rope was around his waist is because like when the presence of God came down, sometimes they died because of the presence of the Lord. Because it was so holy, they just died. And so they would like pull them back with this rope um, because they couldn't enter into the Holy of Holies. And so when Jesus came and he died on the cross and the, the the full wrath of God was poured out on him to where there is no more. For the believer, there is no more wrath to be poured out on you. I can't look at you Stop, anymore. Sorry. I can't, I can't look at you. I'm just going to like look at this picture of this farm. Um, so... <laughs> the fullness of the fullness of the wrath of god is poured out on on christ at the cross so that for the believer there is no more wrath there is only the righteousness of god placed on us so he so christ on the cross he calls out to the father and he says why have you forsaken me and then he says it's finished and he gives up his spirit the veil is torn from top to bottom the invisible hand of God tears that. I'm telling you. <laughs> shook. <laughs> shook. So, so that good. symbolically saying, like, now I can be with my people. Yeah. Like, now through the Holy Spirit, I can be with my people and dwell among them. It's just so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who knew that we were going to cry so much? I never cried. So much. I, know, um, I don't think I've ever seen Sarah cry. Maybe once. Yeah. So <clears throat> I cry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm one of those like alone criers. You know what I mean? I've so, seen you like watery eyed in worship. Yeah. And I've seen you cry like one time when you were going through something really hard. Yeah. Um, but like not this. Yeah. So but that's but that is cool. Like that is the, a testimony also of like Jesus's holiness. Yeah. Just like it's just our human souls just like cannot take it i know when it's so humbling like it's <laughs> so process humbling. How- so for me like you know who i saw like in my mind that was not saved like in my sin i saw christ and the cross and i thought it was rules and i thought it was like yeah oh i'm supposed to like love people and yeah. be kind and like <laughs> no it's so much more than that like yeah. christ through the holy spirit i got a new heart an entirely new heart i became a whole new person and when you get the holy spirit when you get like a new heart then you want to follow those rules yeah like well, yeah and you, you can see like those rules are it's not a checklist no and it's not something to bind me which is what i thought i thought it's like, like worship i thought like oh having no rules that's freedom yeah but no no, no like, it's freedom to not be bound to this world it's, it's freedom to yeah and i'll go back to psalm 119 32 i will i will run in the path of your commands because you have set my heart free and like because of that freedom, I see his, I see his commands, and I know that they are for my good, yeah. and I know that they are. This is this is 
the father's world. This is my father's world. And I can look and say, like, because this is his world, we have to live by his rules. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this isn't my world. No. Um, Well, it's the same. As you're a parent, mm -hmm. you can understand that more. Like, of course my kids want to walk along the back of the couch like a cat but like (laughs) you're gonna fall and break your neck yeah like this is my home and these are my rules and i'm gonna protect you and like that's what he's doing Mm -hmm. this is his world this Mm -hmm. is his rules he's protecting us yeah this man and like in that song christ in christ alone that one line that says no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand i'm just like yeah nothing my god is so much greater than any power of darkness yeah than any man like i'm safe in his hands yeah and i have freedom and i can have the fullness of joy and i have hope that this world is not my home yeah that the pain and suffering that's here is not going to be forever that like one day i'll get to live forever with him Mm -hmm. and with other like believers and other brothers and sisters in christ and even right now the whole like jesus is interceding for me at the throne of god like yeah. that's something else that just like will just <laughs> bring a tear to my eye yeah. like ugh, it like, puts it jesus. in perspective yeah like jesus is praying for me that's yeah that's some serious perspective mm-hmm. i don't know yeah and i think but i think this is why we have to preach the gospel to ourselves. like yeah all the time because we yeah. forget it all the time yes. and because there are other things that are right in front of our faces that feel so overwhelming or they feel like they have to be dealt with my gosh and you up. have to like you have to like put it in perspective and say like what do i have to fear no, what no. do i have to fear like i was saved by christ i'm i'm his <laughs> he brought me from death to life his holy spirit lives in me now and like i get to go to heaven and yeah. i get to be with him for all eternity so like what is life you know <laughs> what i mean like we are definitely called to faithfulness in this life um and even in that like he gives the grace that we need to be obedient to him yeah um like it's just overwhelming this is why we're crying i'm crying because it's just like i'm, I'm overwhelmed just, with gratitude i feel like a terrible person right now too <laughs> But that's good. That's good. It's always good. I mean, like, wait, before we even started recording, I sat down and complained about everything that's going on in my life. Yeah. And, like, now I'm like, I mean, it's pointless. <laughs> You're like, what even is Who that? Who cares? Who cares? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, I mean, yeah, this was really good for me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, pull your life back into perspective. Like, yeah. what's, what is the, the race you're yeah. running after? Ugh. Is it life? Is it the mm. things of this world? Or is it eternity with Christ? Yeah. And I, I think that we we think that the gospel is like that one, that thing that mattered to us at the beginning of our, like when we were saved. Yeah. But it's not. Like no. the gospel is something we need to preach to ourselves every yeah. single day. And also like well, we we'll need never to. Be, we will never be complete and whole and like in our holiness until we like enter the throne of heaven. Right. So we will always wrestle yes. with our sin and mm-hmm. with our flesh. And so we'll always, always, until I'm 88 years old, I will need to go back to the gospel and remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, true. it's a good thing to keep. And I think, too, like, when the accuser comes, 
to your mind this is something that like I have to do often I don't know why this is like my struggle in this time but like just struggling with there am I so many noises. No, like am I really saved like am oh my I, gosh I've talked to you really about this saved? yeah there are days where I'm like am I gonna go to heaven do I have it yeah. right yeah sure well, and I'm, right now and we've said this before I've been talking to a lot of people about this like how the path is narrow mm-hmm. and few will find it and sometimes I have to wonder because the path seems to keep getting more and more narrow mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like am I on the path yeah yeah because so many people have seemed to have fallen off the path I'm like am mm-hmm. I still on it yeah but I think that if I constantly keep asking myself that and trying to be on the path, I think I'm going to be okay. But yeah. I think about it all the time. I'm like, am I really going to heaven? Yeah. Like, I suck. <laughs> yeah. Do I have it right? Right. And well, there's so much noise yeah. right now Yeah. in the world. And like you said, I think there's... It just puts it all into perspective. Like, we're... Christians are becoming more and more alien to this world and I have to say and we're hateful and we're awful and we're terrible people and I'm like and I have to say to myself like you know what if I'm hated for what I believe if people hate me for what I believe and reject me and as painful as that is no one has stripped me naked beaten me and put me on a cross yeah you know (laughs) stop it Sarah (laughs) I think it's important. I just like want to say this because I think I have to say this to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everybody wants to be loved, and I think for a long time yeah. Christians were. I don't know. I don't know if you would say that we were loved, but we we spent in the twentieth century, at least the nineteenth century, like it was. Christians were like higher class of people Mm -hmm. like yeah it was beneficial socially for you to be a christian and like yeah we live in a time now where christians are hateful Mm -hmm. and and a lot of christians are we have what you call um what is it what's the word i'm looking for something christianity progressive christianity which is like because like they're taking this aspect of grace and love and that from god and that's like all that they're focusing on is all of god's grace and all of god's love and we're going to give that to anyone and everyone but i'm here to tell you it is not loving to let your brother or sister sin and go to hell right like when you look at someone who you love and they tell you i'm just going to say it like that i'm a homosexual now Mm mm-hmm and you let that go you walk them into hell Mm. like and they may hate you for telling them it's a sin and they may never want to be your friend again Mm -hmm. but you can go on and live knowing that you stood up for the gospel you you stood up for scripture you stood up for god's truth and you didn't walk your brother into hell yeah um I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know why that just feels... It just feels important to say that. Like, yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, you can even go a step further and say that if you know the truth and you don't tell you them, don't tell it. you're complicit. Yes. You, like, their blood is on your 100%. hands. 100%. And it's it. just... 100%. Yes, it's going to be awkward. Yes, it's going to be hard. All of those things. Like, when I tell you, the Holy Spirit recently, in the past year or so just like laid this person on my heart who is so dear to my heart this Mm. woman is so dear and i love her and she's not a believer Mm. and she's she's older in age and i i mean when i say a lot like she is so dear to my heart yeah 
and I know that she's gonna go to hell when she dies yeah. and so like I wanted so badly and then truly had been not obedient to the Holy Spirit yeah. for a, a while and I was like if I don't tell this like it just was so I was like I can't go to sleep tonight until I tell her yeah. and so I called her on the phone and it was it was awkward and I, honestly like I don't remember exactly what I said <laughs> but I told her like you're gonna have to answer to God one day and the only hope you have is the blood of Christ <laughs> like and she at that time like she didn't agree with me like she didn't yeah. hear me and she wasn't mean to me or anything like yeah. that but I I've told you I've lost, I lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. in 2020 yeah and 2021 mm-hmm. not just with like COVID stuff but with the election and stuff because I voted conservatively because yeah. I voted for the unborn mm. and I had so many people just tell me that I was the worst person ever yeah. and I remember I can't tell you how many times I said these exact words when I die, I will stand before God, mm-hmm. and I'll have to be, make an account for what I fought for. Yeah. And, like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not fighting for things in this world. I'm just not going to. Yeah. And I I agree with what you're saying, and it makes me think about being a mom. Mm-hmm. I've had, I mean, Jake and I have hard conversations, like, beyond just the ways my kids are disobedient now, but, like, they might, they're going to do some. I mean, I hope not. But they yeah. they have the potential. I mean, look at your own life. Look at yeah. my own life. Yeah. They have the potential to do some like really horrible stuff. <clears throat> sure. And I think a reason why we have kids that are so disobedient and mm-hmm. so disrespectful is because parents are unwilling to make their kids upset mm-hmm. or angry with them. Yeah. But there's no one more important in your life to minister to than your own children. Yeah. And you're going to have to say really hard things mm-hmm. that make them super mad at you. Yeah. To save them. Yeah. Or and that's the most loving thing. And if you don't do that, I don't... To me, I, I tell myself this all the time. If I am unwilling to say hard things to my kids <clears throat> yeah. to save them, yeah. I don't deserve heaven. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Uh, I don't know why I said he. Um, yeah, I mean, I know... Like, I, I know older parents now who are dealing with their children. Yeah. And their children have rejected them because they have they are telling them truth. Yeah. And, you know, I think you... It is very likely that you will lose friends and that you might even lose your children for the sake of the gospel. Like, you, Christ even says that in the gospels. Mm-hmm. You know, I have come... Like, truth will divide mm. mother. I think it says, like, mother from daughter or sister from mother. Mm. Something I'm butchering it. But it's it's in the Gospels that, that talks about that. Like, you know, homes being divided because of truth. Um, and it's just hard. Like, it, it's hard, but I think you also, yeah, like, that's where you pray, <laughs> you pray for people. Like, you pray. You yeah. pray for people and you ask that God uses that truth. And his word never comes back void right yeah. like he, right he is faithful if you ha- if you have and the opportunity to minister yeah. do it mm-hmm. and, I, and you have to use or you scripture. will regret you will regret doing yeah that. i think that's where you have to use scripture because yeah. my words like they're right. they're gonna 100 percent. they're not gonna i've said it so i love times. it but this is one of those episodes yeah this warrants 100 <laughs> um 
Yeah, so I think that's why we we can't lean on our own, our own understanding, but we have yeah. to trust scripture. And I think that's even in parenting, like you have to trust scripture. Like mm. I have to believe that when scripture says that discipline produces righteousness, I have to believe that. Like I have this conversation with my son all the time. He doesn't like how I am disciplining him, and I have to tell him all the time. I know. I know you don't understand this right now, but I'm trusting scripture that says this is going to produce righteousness in you. I disciplined <laughs> my kids the other day, yeah. and right before bed, they were just, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. And I walked out of the room, and Milo went, Milo's my four-year-old, and he turned to Fox, and he was like, Mommy's a bad, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I was like so sweet it's okay like you like they don't hate you forever right they turn like they wake up tomorrow morning and they're like hey mom how'd you sleep i I know i know know. they're like i love you so much i know gosh um but yeah it won't always be like that i'm sure but yeah that makes me so sad well and i think too like and i know we've had this conversation i think it was you and i had this conversation like we have to trust the lord with our children like i'm at the point now where i'm realizing like yep it's not up to me to make them into believers i have that's that's the lord salvation belongs to the lord or scripture says even like what their life is gonna be yeah yeah like i worry so much about like their friendships like Mm -hmm. who are they gonna have friends are they gonna be okay man yeah oh my gosh <laughs> me too like all the time yeah. like fox is so sensitive mm-hmm. and just loves so hard and i feel like i cannot protect his heart it just loves so hard yeah yeah but i have to like remember that their needs will be met yeah I'm just like, and the same God who is faithful to you is going to be faithful. I don't to know them. if vessel is the right term, but like, I'm, I'm literally like, only 18 years mm-hmm. do I get to like carry them. If they live to be 90, yeah, gosh, that's like a lot of 72 life. 72 years of their life is on their own. I only yeah. get 18 years to like mm-hmm. help them mm-hmm. to minister to them. Yeah, I feel like we've gone off a tangent. <laughs> yeah. So let me bring this back. I wanted yeah, to read this. Bring it back. So this is this is what we call the great exchange in scripture. This is a lot of what we've been talking about, and this is the gospel. Mm. Um, Let me see. So this is Second Corinthians five, and it is starting in verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ. God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconcili- reconciliation. This is not, I don't think this is the scripture I was thinking of, oh. but it's a good one. Anyway, I'll just keep reading. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Okay. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that is Christ, mm. so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God, when God sees us, if we are in Christ, he sees Christ's righteousness. He doesn't see our sin anymore. It's been paid for. Mm. Um, and there's some of these terms in here, like in the Greek, they have like a, a judicial uh, sense to them. Like we are, we were reconciled to God, meaning like we were bought by him. Um, yep. That is the gospel. We are bought mm-hmm. by Christ. Therefore, 
we need to live lives uh, obeying his commands and yep. and being made more into Christ likeness, which I think goes back to a lot of the episodes we've already recorded and yeah. talking about we have no rights. We are no longer yeah. belong to ourselves. We belong to Christ because we've been yeah. bought by his blood if we are in him. So I think a lot of the people who listen are probably likely believers. Yeah. So let this be a reminder to you of your salvation, of who you are in Christ. Take a minute to revel in the gospel and of being someone who's changed and if you've listened to what we've said and realize that you don't have that freedom that we've talked about or if you don't look at god and are amazed at his holiness yeah like please talk to us reach Mm -hmm. out and talk to us or reach out and talk to your pastor or someone you trust in your life yeah Um, if you email us and you want one of our phone numbers we'll give it to you yeah we don't we're not gonna say that on the podcast (laughs) our numbers yeah yeah, but if you email us yeah um we'll find a way to talk to you yeah like i i want my heart hurts for people who are in sin and who are in bondage to sin because i know that pain and i know what that's like and i know the freedom that's in christ and i know the dramatic differences of those two things yeah um that's why like on on cultish when i hear people's testimonies of how they were in bondage to dark things like i i understand i get it Mm. so anyway um yeah do you have anything else no i think we've said it we've really good we've laughed we've cried what a roller coaster yeah i know i wasn't sure how this episode was gonna go but i I really enjoyed it i know really enjoyed enjoyed this conversation like i know even just with us i enjoyed this conversation you guys did too yeah we'd love to hear your stories too yeah speaking of yes i would love to hear i love i love like one of my favorite things that we've been doing at church is um before people join or become members of the church they come and they give their testimony and i love that i love to hear because everyone is so different Mm -hmm. i love to hear how the lord has worked and how like the spirit has drawn them and it's just it's amazing it's amazing to hear all these different stories of of people but um so we do have an announcement that we (laughs) are going to be introducing a segment into our show yes it's going to be called ask tim (laughs) tim if you know tim personally (laughs) you are so excited about this yeah and if you don't let's describe tim for those who don't how do you describe tim he's a he's like a 50 something is he 60 i don't know he's He's an older gentleman he's he's over 50s at least (laughs) because his children are older than me yeah and my dad's 58 Mm -hmm. okay so he might be 60 he's just (laughs) this um mountain man who conservative and just tells you like it is he okay no sugar i'm trying to think of how to say this so he is a curmudgeon with a heart of gold yeah he is he is your dad <laughs> he's yeah. your dad yeah he's everyone's dad yes you meet him and you're like he's this one is of those my people. dad <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those people who like from looking at him from the outside you would be very intimidated yeah. until you get to know oh him gosh, and he just has he's he's got a soft heart he goes just brandy <laughs> i love you girl burndy <laughs> so funny that's my buddy yeah i love so, tim 
Yes. Uh, so we we want you to send us questions that you would like to ask Tim. What would you like to ask <laughs> a... What was the word you used? Bigger? Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon, 60-some-year-old <laughs> mountain man. What? We we love his uh, his perspective on life. It's because he will just say it He'll just tell you. Up. He'll just shoot straight. We're so excited so, to ask him. We're going to do... A little nervous. We might rec- like record a bunch of questions at once and yeah. just slap one into every episode. Yeah. For we're, just yeah, fun. We're not sure about the format of it, how we're going to do it yet. But, but the segments, Ask Tim. Ask Tim. So. We'll put a picture of him too. Yeah, I don't know if so he's maybe, gonna want that. So that way, you once you see his face, you'll be like, you'll be I like, know what I, I need to ask yes, him. Yes, yes, you'll be like, I know exactly. He what likes you're talking to about. hunt. He likes to camp. He likes to shoot guns. He he work. He does uh, woodworking. Woodworking does just, beautiful pieces. What's well, just a man's man? He's a man's man, and he's your dad. Yeah. What do you want to ask your dad? What do you want to ask him? <laughs> That's what I'm I so think. excited. Me too. So, anyway, okay. So, so send us your questions. Yes, yeah, send us your questions. Email us at onthewayoutpod at gmail.com. Yes, we are on Instagram also. Yeah, you can message us there. Um, also, on the way out pod yeah. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just reach out to us. Like, yeah. subscribe, rate us. Yeah. We would love if you would share our episodes. And that seems to make like a huge difference when people yes. actually share them. So, like, text them to your friends. Yeah. So, please share our episodes. Um, we would love that. And so, um, we are definitely open to topic suggestions. Yes. We've we actually, gotten a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd love to hear more. Um, we have more that we've written down, but we'd love to hear some more of what you guys want to hear mm-hmm. i think that's it we went along today did we yeah how long did we go like an almost an hour and 20 minutes oh shoot so oh, we gotta go so, sorry okay <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>